Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 203 of the Naturally Nourished podcast. We had so much fun last week in our teen and tween optimal eating episode that we wanted to cover a more advanced or higher level episode just to fit in our older teens and even branch out to the college kids. In today's episode, we will be covering aspects of both physical and mental health from how to handle your inner mean voice to hormone woes, to coping with stress, safe tools to to support cognitive performance and focus, and how to manage social drinking and so much more. Yes, we covered a lot of ground in episode 202 where we talked about sports performance and we talked about carb control, optimizing your digestion. So definitely that's a good 101 level. But today, like Becky said, we'll take it a little bit higher level where we talk about things like birth control and women's hormones, and we'll talk about acne. So this is all for the men and women, or boys and girls, teens (laughs) and college kids, and uh, we'll be hitting a lot of topics. It's going to be a great episode. Before we get into today's episode, I want to announce that we are in open enrollment for the September launch of the 12-week Food as Medicine virtual ketosis program. So we are so excited. This round is going to start in September on the 9th, I believe. Yes. And classes are bi-weekly. However, this round is going to fall during Becky's maternity. And so when you register for this round, you will have all the materials in your classroom available immediately. So you'll have all six hour and a half classes, which are typically only done live every other week. They're going to all be available for the entire 14 weeks of your program. So it's 12 weeks active, and then you get two weeks rolling over at the end to complete the materials. You're going to have all of the downloads, the worksheets, and the recipes all available immediately as well. But then we will be providing you weekly email roundups, which will be timestamped. So you'll get these every other week to just kind of keep pace and curate the process. And then in addition to this, because we are releasing everything at once and you're not going to have that live component, we are discounting the program at 20% off. And in addition to that, I am giving you an additional two live Q&As. So I will be doing a Q&A after class one, and then I will be doing a Q&A after class four. So this will be in addition to the six hour and a half modules or classes that you will get, including functional medicine meeting food as medicine. So we address things like the HPA access and hormone health. We talk about the role of fasting on your thyroid and adrenals and various forms of fasting. What are other big highlights of this program, Becky? We go really down the rabbit hole on women's hormones, which I think is an area that our podcast listeners certainly appreciate 
we have a whole module dedicated to detox and a little bit of nutrigenomics and genetic SNPs um, and applying this for neurological benefits. Tons of gut stuff. Yes, a ton on the gut. So multiple modules where we address gut and go down the rabbit hole of taking a candida quiz and assessing your microbiome. Also a whole module on leaky gut and addressing food sensitivity and what to do if you know keto isn't enough and you need to kind of up level. So every class is taught with one to two functional medicine topics and ways to really up level your process. And then all connecting it back into nutritional ketosis or a low carb diet. So how does the microbiome play an interplay with your blood sugar regulation and sugar cravings? And what's the influence of non-caloric sweeteners on your microbiome and so much more? So every class is going to have some actionable items, some suggested advanced labs, supplement strategy, and food as medicine tips. It is the most affordable, practical way to really launch your functional medicine adventure. So if you've been looking at savings to try to work with a practitioner, this foundational program may very well fit that bill and then some. And if you've been on the fence and you've been a listener, this is going to be the most affordable time with this 20% off due to Becky's maternity. And that's already discounted in the cart. So all you have to do is go over to AllieMillerRD.com under our programs purchase and add to your cart our 12-week food as medicine virtual ketosis uh, class, and we can't wait for you to join us. So before we dive into today's topic, let's just have a quick word from our sponsor for this episode, Santa Cruz Medicinals. Yes, Santa Cruz Medicinals makes potent, pure cannabidiol or CBD products that are lab-tested, gluten-free, keto, paleo, and effective. They state that most of the CBD products on, available for consumers are not in an effective dosage to really do anything. In fact, they challenge to take 100 milligrams of CBD a day and see how you feel after a week, considering elements like anxiety, depth and quality of sleep, joint pain and inflammation, and so much more. We know that the human body uses CBD. In fact, it manufactures its own endogenous forms of cannabidiol, and we have an endocannabinoid system. So we have receptors that work to regulate inflammation as well as our neurological health. And we've seen in various clinical trials the use of CBD oil as a powerful tool for mood stability as well as anxiety and inflammation reduction. Again, the problem is many of the products out there have a range of like 5 to 20 milligrams of CBD, and Santa Cruz Medicinal states that that's just not enough to really do anything. So we were excited to try out their line, and I will say that I noticed sleeping like a princess <laughs> and waking up like Cinderella. So I highly recommend that y'all go on over to sclabs.com. That's for Santa Cruz Medicinal Labs, sclabs.com. Put in the code AllieMillerRD at checkout and you will get 15% off your first order as well as free shipping. Yes, I wish CBD was a thing back when I was in college. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> and um, I wanted to share before we go into topics and, and fun information also for those of you that have not heard that we have launched the YouTube channel or relaunched the YouTube channel. It's under the title Naturally Nourished, just like the podcast. 
And so we highly encourage, we'll put a link for the relaunch. It had archive videos from prior TV segments and a couple webinars and things that I had done. But now every Thursday, you will be getting bite-sized information on food as medicine, as well as functional approaches to whole body health. So by the time you hear this, we will have about eight or nine different episodes released. They come out on Thursday. And when you subscribe, you get this free information. You'll get notifications. And we've covered topics from carb control to why we hate non-caloric sweeteners to how to clean and treat your cast iron and so much in between. Uh, we really encourage you to go on over and subscribe for free and like and comment on the videos and share them. It's been a lot more work for Becky and I because we have to like put on makeup and blow our hair out. And even uh, keeping within like eight to 12 minutes <laughs> is a really difficult task for me because I tend to go long-winded. Uh, but we've been having a blast with it. And we really think that if you like the podcast, you sure are going to love the YouTube channel. So we appreciate your support in our relaunch of the Naturally Nourished YouTube. Yes, that's how much we love y'all that we blow out our hair and put on makeup for you every other week. <laughs> it's very rare, but just for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's jump into today's episode and let's just cover um, one big topic that I think a lot of teenagers likely have questions around, um, just kind of a reality of being a teen, and, and this includes the dudes too. Let's talk about hormonal breakouts and acne. Yeah, I mean, acne in general, it, it tends to be either bacteria-mediated or hormone-mediated and or a combination of those two, as well as seen with insulin resistance. So again, right there with functional medicine, what Becky and I are always looking is to address from the root cause. So before we start to add things, we want to think of starting with, for instance, supporting your liver. Your liver is the organ that actually makes hormone and it also detoxifies excess hormone. So if there is hormone imbalance or hormone dominance based on surges of growth hormone and sexual hormone expression through the teen and, and adolescent stages, it would make sense to support your liver. So we could do a couple things off the bat to support the liver. One would be ensuring in the first and foremost that we have ample hydration because your liver is filtering constantly for your body and your liver passes on the filtration to the kidneys which then turns the blood into urine in that that filtration process so you're going to have a higher solute load for the kidneys to process if you are not amply hydrated so drinking more water really important that's one of the first things i think impacts people as like the easiest intervention to clear up skin would you totally. agree yeah yep. Yep. so we're talking like three liters of water a day so like your standard water bottle is usually like 16 fluid ounces so we're talking about two, four, six of those water bottles. And on the concept of hormones, I would much prefer you don't use a plastic water bottle, which can actually drive estrogen dominance. There are actually hormone mimicking or estrogen mimicking compounds in your plastics. So choosing a stainless steel water bottle um, or doing glass would be much preferred when you're looking at increasing your hydration and supporting that sex hormone balance. Totally. And there's some cool water bottles out there that, you know, you won't be embarrassed of like toting around campus or bringing to school with you. And I think when you have like a cool bottle, it also is probably going to get you to drink more water. Yeah, definitely. It's like an accessory. Yes. I totally think <laughs> of my water bottle as like my 
um, safety or security blanket. It like comes with me when I'm grabbing my purse mm-hmm. and my keys. There's the water bottle on the other hand. And so Becky, what would you recommend for some liver supporting foods to take it next level beyond the hydration? So I think doing an apple cider vinegar shooter could be a really great tool if you're feeling brave. And so what this entails is actually using, um, apple cider vinegar so like the brags with the mother or another cultured apple cider vinegar and taking a shot of between one and two tablespoons first thing in the morning chasing that with a little bit of water or actually mixing a couple of ounces of water into it to dilute it slightly uh, but not sipping on it so distinction there it's kind of like taking a shot and that really revs up your liver activity and gets bile flowing, kind of gets things rocking first thing in the morning. Um, Or if that sounds like too much, (laughs) um, you could just do water with lemon first thing in the morning. And that will also have you getting in some of that water that we're aiming for of that three liters in the day. But both of those would be great for liver support. Um, And then I always think of bitter compounds. So whether it's um, using actual like bitter tinctures in our water, which can be kind of fun and interesting, or dandelion greens or arugula kind of mixing up with your salads, Um, using some of those more bitter herbs, things like cilantro um, and just herbs in general, herb seasonings and spices can be very supportive too. And just getting in leafy greens, I'd say as well, like two to three cups of leafy greens. So if you have salad as an entree at least five times a week, or you're doing smoothies, maybe you're back at college and you're using a bullet blender or a blender in your dorm room, adding, just getting tubs of baby spinach as a start or baby kale and adding that into a shake will also stimulate that liver. And so we want to do that because again, that will aid in hormone balance and clearing excess hormone as well as detoxifying. The next area, so we said toxicity and liver support, hormone balance, which we kind of hit both there, and we'll do a little bit more on hormones when we talk birth control and such, so I'll I'll pivot from there. Um, And then the next area we'd want to look at is insulin resistance and blood sugar balance, and the influence of that also tends to pair with the bacterial component. So lowering refined carbohydrates, and we covered a little bit of this in last week's episode, so you can go revisit that about the concepts of no naked carbs, pairing all carb foods with a protein or a healthy fat, and watching your total carbohydrate intake. Because when your blood sugar spikes, that is going to release another hormone, insulin. And insulin will tell your body to store that excess fuel as fat. Um, And then we can also see that to be a stressor to your body. When insulin levels go up, we're at a state of insulin resistance, and this can drive more hormone imbalance. We tend to see, for instance, estrogen dominance or PCOS, which can be seen as an abnormal menstrual cycle, uh, all being seen with excess insulin. And we can see this interfere with male muscle formation and, and growth hormone balance in the body when guys are looking to bulk up. So we wanna keep our carbohydrate level under control. Uh, for that reason, but also the idea that carbohydrates will feed bacteria and yeast overgrowth in the body. So we tend to see acne in the individuals, not that eat a clean paleo diet of sorts, but those that eat a lot of refined carbohydrates, like the candy, the sugar, the ice cream, and those types of the frappo, whatever. We talked about those last episode too, Becky, our, our beverage choices of skipping meals and having a sweetened beverage, oh, yeah. never a good idea. Frappuccinos. Yes. So when you get those high intakes of uh, glucose or blood sugar from from refined carbohydrates, 
the gut bacteria, everyone has three to five pounds of bacteria in their body. And so if you're feeding your body with high refined carbs, you're generally going to see an overgrowth of yeast. Um, if you've seen in a science lab, you know, you can feed dry active yeast with warm water and sugar, and then it bubbles. That same fermentation and that growth occurs in your gut. And that's why often when you look at the first line medications of severe acne, we see people on like doxycycline mm -hmm. or antibiotics because the dermatologists know that there's bacterial imbalance in the derm tissue. And so it makes sense again to instead starve off the overgrowth of bad bacteria and yeast by keeping carb control and not you know feeding the beast if you will that's trying to come out in your skin so if you support your liver your liver is going to help to clear the overgrowth as well as the hormone imbalance and pass that through your urine or your stool and then um, if you support the blood sugar balance and you support your microbiome even further by taking a probiotic or eating probiotic rich foods which could be like yogurt or kombucha or cultured vegetables like sauerkraut or bubby's pickles these can all really support establishing that bacteria balance. And if you're someone that's dealing with pretty significant, like you're on the edge of going to see a dermatologist, I would definitely suggest some supplement support. So across the board, we recommend everyone be on a quality multivitamin, which would be our multi-defense uh, with iron for women that are menstruating or just multi-defense as is for the boys and the women that are not menstruating. And then um, I would definitely layer in the detox packs um, this is something that you could take for a 21-day run every single day at Rise and Rest, and that could really reset, and then you could just take it as needed in the evenings, or you might find during different times of your cycle that you get the uh, zits that come out like post-ovulation at the second half of the cycle. And then the other strong consideration that we get really phenomenal clinical outcomes with is the beat the bloat cleanse. And this would totally be appropriate for any individual that's at 100 pounds or greater to take it just like the protocol is for an adult. And um, this is where I have awesome, compelling before and after pictures of people that have done the berberine boost, the herbal immune, the GI cleanup, and the uh, ultimate detox. Those are the components of the Beat the Bloat bundle. And they take as prescribed and follow the meal plan of the Beat the Bloat cleanse. And they may notice beyond clearer skin that their digestive system is optimized, so healthier formed bowel movements, also less abdominal bloating or distension, and even for some that are looking for it, a metabolic boost. Yes, and then beyond that too, you know, even prior to going on a, a topical, which we usually think of as less offensive, maybe a topical antibiotic or something like clindamycin, which is often prescribed, um, trying to clean out your products and looking at what you're actually putting on your skin. Cause there's a lot of really harsh stuff out there can, that can actually, you know, maybe it's intended for acne or that's on the label, but can it actually make things a lot worse, um, with some of the dyes and the fillers and things that they add. So beauty counter has a line, um, that works really well actually for teenagers that is mostly salicylic acid based and that's a very gentle and effective formula that you can use pretty safely and, and not stress about you know huge impact on microbiome and and beyond and i would say watch out for over drying out the skin mm -hmm. don't you agree becky i think that that's a lot of those harsh products are really uh, drying and that then interferes with the sebum or the you know fat that is expressed 
from that area that overcompensates for the external dryness and it's like mm-hmm. this constant battle so even things like applying topically coconut oil after washing your face which has caprylic acid and uh, monolaurin and has antimicrobial and antifungal components but also is a healthy fat um, and and that's where we see individuals that do the phase 1.5 of the anti-anxiety diet protocol which is really simply broken down in the anti-anxiety diet cookbook Um, you know a carb controlled low glycemic uh, healthy fat focused diet can definitely support your skin uh, cell walls and so those barriers that protect from the imbalance totally so not looking to over strip the skin or for dealing with oily skin i know it sounds counterintuitive but we might actually need to replenish and replace some of that barrier in that oil so you might consider like the uh, I, I like the beauty counter vitamin c serum as well because that helps with that collagen formation for those moms and dads that are listening uh, because that starts to decline in our mid-20s well and then, um, you know, also the vitamin C is really protective in the summer sun, especially if you're mm-hmm. exposed to like chlorine, because um, chlorine can really throw off the pH of the skin, but vitamin C helps to support that antioxidant support and can reduce the harmful impacts of chlorine. So that's another great one for kind of summer transition. Totally. Okay. So I think we've given a lot of good foundational elements on skin. And for those of you listening, all of the products that we mentioned, the supplements we mentioned, and the Beat the Bloat Cleanse will all be linked in the show notes for this episode. So you don't need to write all that down or remember it if this is your first time listening to us. Yes. Um, so let's uh, move on to a conversation that I think is extra timely just right now with all of the worry of how and when and if school is going to go back in session. Um, I think a lot of us just with all of the unknown and kind of getting uprooted, you know, since March of this year at this point are dealing with heightened anxiety and stress. Most definitely. And uh, according to the National Institute of Health, nearly one in three adolescents, so this is ages 13 to 18, experience anxiety disorder. And that's not in the constructs of a pandemic, which would significantly heighten this. Yeah. Yeah, and, And we've seen just a constant steady rise from 2007 to 2012 in anxiety disorders and medication use, which we've seen increased 20% in just that five-year window, again, which we would likely see potentially doubled down at this juncture. And this can come from a couple different avenues. So some areas we explore is in the world of expectations and pressure to succeed. So there's a lot of stress on standardized testing and um, you know, there's a lot of stress in the college decision process, and um, we see this having a higher influence than back in the 80s when, um, well, no, we were not in high school. I'm not gonna age us that much. I was born in the 80s. <laughs> I definitely wasn't in high school. Um, but, but even you know, when we see in the, in the year 2000, this has gone up. It was at 28% of an overwhelmed level. And in 2016, it was 41% that students uh, claimed being overwhelmed from this kind of culture of achievement. We also see a factor of social media for certain playing a big role. There's so much of an ability to compare and contrast, and this can impact self-esteem. This can impact expectations of you know physical look, and a lot of teens are, you know, looking at these highly filtered. Um, 
I guess, demonstrations or, or expressions of what someone shows and they're not showing the dark, sad points. They're not showing the ugly points. They're not showing the frustration. They're just seeing the beauty of it. And so when they compare themselves to this curated influencer, right, which is all cherry picked and filtered, then it can feel really unsurmountable of like, how am I ever going to get there? How am I ever going to be that thin? How am I ever going to have that clear of skin? How am I ever going to be doing that XYZ things? So there's a lot more comparing. And also in the social media world, there's a lot of keyboard warriors or individuals that are saying harsh mean mm-hmm. things to individuals that they would never say to their face. Um, so there's a lot more of an impact, not only on confidence levels when comparing, but also in receiving mean messages. Totally. And, and not even to mention some of the stress chemicals that we find are elevated when we're just swiping and scrolling. Um, we see elevations of dopamine and cortisol just from that like you know, ding alert or getting a like on your post. And that can really set you up for um, detriment as well. Most definitely. And it can become very addictive. Mm-hmm. The The screen addiction, well, let's just unpack that now, I suppose, yeah. rather than, sure. I think we we're going to talk about it in a moment. But there's a couple parts here that are concerning. Um, Becky mentioned dopamine and serotonin and cortisol. And so uh, dopamine is influenced by blue light alone. So just screen time, even if you're looking at like puppies. <laughs> or something that's like happy Mm -hmm. and low stress. But that goes tenfold when you're staring at a screen and you're cramming for an AP class or you're scouring research studies or you're writing a paper or you're looking at the news or again, some of those emotional comparison elements, especially as you said, Becky, with the swiping, there's actually more of an addictive influence to that behavior of getting feedback. Um, And so what happens is dopamine levels get elevated from that blue light alone and that actually drives dopamine depletion. So we can find individuals doing more binge eating or having more food cravings, looking for an outlet, if you will, for that stress response of like searching for a food coma, right? That like bag of chips or the ice cream or something that's going to make you get that ding in your brain of that, that bliss receptor. And that's what dopamine does, a lot of the bliss response. Now, when dopamine's in total overdrive mode, we can see harmful effects, like we can see uh, buzzing in the ears and tinnitus. We can see racing thoughts and difficulty concentrating. Uh, we can see it impact our sleep levels as well because that bright blue light interferes also with our melatonin. Um, and melatonin levels are supposed to increase as it's dark outside. So that can break our circadian rhythm, especially if we're doing video games or watching a lot of TV or YouTube videos late at night. That's another level of interference. Totally. And then just thinking about the added exposure of screen time too that a lot of us are getting just because of the pandemic, school going fully online. Um, I know how much I was on my computer, you know, through really college was was the age when you had that laptop, like brought it to your bed, brought it to your classes, all the things. And I can only imagine that it's, you know, tenfold now uh, that we're getting more exposure late into the night and kind of strapped to our device all the time. Yes. And so just a kind of PSA, I, I, I really feel, and I think we're going to be in, in it as a, a current active research study as we watch our youth I really feel the schools that are doing virtual only up until grade six, I don't believe any child should be doing 
a seated virtual study. You know, we have to find ways as parents to shake this up, get them outside, move their bodies because they're already missing again that routine of transition of classroom change, of cafeteria, of passive communication and community. Um, we talked about this a little bit of an, an episode where it was called Healthy Habits During Times of Stress. And, you know, that's another component that we need to be really mindful of. But on the screens, I wanted to share with you guys something that you may not be thinking of. And this is looking at the EMF that's released from these devices. So this is the electronic mag magnetic field or the impact of rays on our brains and reproductive organs. And in fact, as we're recording this, uh, Russia actually just banned the use of Wi-Fi and cell phones in all elementary schools. And they already limit emissions of non-ionizing radiation a thousand times less than we allow in the US. Um, Israel in 2013 banned Wi-Fi in kindergartens and limited its use for elementary schools. And again, the concern of this is that the radiation that comes off from your cell phones and from your Wi-Fi routers can have an influence on these neurotransmitters. It actually gives a signal of stress and survival to the body because it's not a natural influence. And we've seen influence on sterility or harmful influence on reproductive organ function, meaning our sex hormone levels. So for instance, with my four-year-old, she is not allowed to hold dad's iPod or I, what is it called? iPad, iPod, that's aging me, <laughs> iPad, um, you know, on her lap ever. Um, you know, so if, if she is watching something on a screen because we're at a party or whatever, and we're giving her the opportunity to read some books from Epic Reader or whatever, we always keep it on a, um, you know, EMF blocker and it also sits upward. So instead of her ever putting it on her lap, and then she has like a leapfrog tablet, which is just battery operated, um, as well as like a little me reader, which is just battery operated. So there's no EMF from those devices. So just giving yourself the time to unplug and take your phone out of your hand, plug it in by your nightstand and leave the room can be really important and powerful on that chronic fight or flight anxiety stress response. Totally. And I'd also recommend putting your phone into airplane mode at night, like while you're sleeping, if it ends up being your alarm clock. And it's by your head. Uh -huh. yeah. And it's by your head. Uh, a lot of us are using our phone for the you know, morning alarm or ideally just taking it out of your room and, and you know turning it off completely overnight because you'll get less exposure to those EMFs. And then you know if you are on your laptop a lot, also considering getting an EMF blocker. So something like a Hara pad that I wish I had known about, who knows if it even existed when I was in college. And again, I was like writing my papers with my laptop, like on my belly. Yeah. Um, but it's just a, a really simple, thin little pad that you can take with you anywhere and, you know, use your laptop more safely on your lap. And it's just like a cute looking bamboo, you know, wood yeah piece. Uh, there's also ways to adjust the lighting on your devices. So always reducing that blue light or doing like those red screens or blue light blocker apps. Uh, there's also actual screens that you can apply on top of your devices. And then we'll link our favorite blue blockers, uh, which, you know, most of you listeners, teens and college kids can use the adult glasses, but I'll also link my favorite children's glasses for, you know, other members of the household. 
And they make really cute ones now. You don't know that they're blue blockers necessarily unless right. you ask. They don't look like lab goggles <laughs> <No>. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, let's circle back and take it back a little bit um, to stress and just unpack some more of the impact on the body. Because obviously we've got a lot of things to be stressed about potentially right now. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest ones is in our digestive system. So we can see more bloating or GI cramping, just kind of a feeling of unease. Um, and, and this can even impact appetite, like where we feel a little bit of nausea or lack of hunger. And, you know, we think of like stress ulcers where, you know, stress can actually wear away at your gut cells. And this is very true. I talk about this a lot in the anti-anxiety diet, how stress alone can literally drive leaky gut. And that can drive autoimmune disease as well as inflammatory food response, food sensitivity, and so much more. Uh, So really focusing on supporting your gut can be an important way of uh, blocking how stress can hinder or hurt your, your body. If you already experience some nausea or appetite dysregulation or a a stomach that responds to stress. Like I know I had Tums in my car all the time and I really wish that I would have known about GI lining support. Mm -hmm. Uh, GI lining support is amazing. It has three ingredients, L-glutamine, DGL, which is a form of diglycerized licorice root, and uh, aloe. And so if you've ever used aloe vera on like a sunburn, Uh, on your skin you know how it's very cooling well that aloe is very mucilaginous which is a fun word for oopy goopy and it delivers l-glutamine and the dgl all the way down the gi tract and this can actually repair any damage it can also reduce food sensitivity and just make the stomach feel more calm and uh, less reactive so that can also hand in hand help with like loose stools on high stress days of like taking an exam um, or constipation because the GI tract just is really coated and protected. And then on like a food level beyond supplements, things to consider would be collagen or gelatin. So collagen would probably be the easiest go-to where you can get like those individual packs that you throw in, especially if you're doing coffee, which can be somewhat of an irritant to the gut, you can throw that collagen pack in that beverage um, or just mix it in your lemon water or um, into a smoothie. And that's going to provide support for your connective tissue or your gut health, as well as like hair, skin, and nails. So another great way to boost skin health by adding in that collagen. And you might consider taking a digestive enzyme before you have your meals, which is our digest aid, especially if you know you're going to be having like a more indulgent college meal, like going to Buffalo Wild Wings, I don't know, and having like, you know, fried Mm -hmm. chicken wings and maybe some waffle fries or something like that. Um, You know, that's going to be a pretty intense stressor to the gut. So that would be giving you the tools to break down carbs, protein, and fat, and also reduce heartburn or reflux. Um, so digest aid can be a tool that you can use also to, I always say, as a insurance policy, not a permission slip, uh, if you're eating off or like a lot of cheese at a meal. I don't know. Totally. Thinking of the things yep. that can be, you know, Pizza. yeah, stressors to the system. <laughs> so the GI lining and the um, digest aid can really be powerful. And along that, there's a bundle called Digestive Basics that we have. And this also includes the uh, Restore Baseline Probiotic. And I think that this is really important for a couple of reasons. You know, I talked about the connection of gut bacteria and skin health. 
But when you're stressed, you actually sterilize or kill off the beneficial bacteria in your gut. And um, taking a quality probiotic can actually serve as a tool to reduce depression and anxiety. So I call it nature's Prozac. So if you're dealing with lows or high anxiety response in the mood department, the first place to start would be with adding a quality probiotic. And that also is gonna help to support the digestive health. That's also going to support your metabolic health. It's gonna reduce inflammation in your body and it may even enhance your cognitive function. So you'll be less stressed about your testing when you're taking your quality probiotic because your brain will be more online. Totally. And that's just digestion. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of other areas that stress can impact as well. Let's maybe hit blood sugar balance and metabolism. Sure. So when you are stressed, your liver dumps sugar into your bloodstream and that's part of the fight or flight response. And so that's why a lot of people when they're stressed out have cravings for sugar because following a blood sugar spike is always a blood sugar crash. And that's our goal again, to get you off of the mountain peaks and valleys and keep things kind of more into a speed bump world with carb control in your diet. Um, But the blood sugar balance can be thrown off from just the stress survival response. And then you get that blood sugar crash and then you're looking for another pick me up and that can perpetuate the vicious cycle. So really focusing on getting quality protein can be really important. Um, for a couple of reasons. One, protein is made up of amino acids, and these are the building blocks of your neurotransmitters. So when we're talking about the influence of your brain chemistry and the stress response, getting ample protein in the diet is really key to ensure that you have that tryptophan for your serotonin or the tyrosine for your dopamine and all of these precursor building blocks to optimize brain and mood balance. So getting more protein and keeping the carbs in control will be really important. And that influences metabolism because if you're on that blood sugar roller coaster, I mentioned with skin, you know, if that blood sugar spikes, you release that insulin and the insulin takes the excess fuel and stores that as body fat. So we will see more body fat gain, even if you're not eating a high fat diet, it can be a high sugar diet that can drive body fat gain and interfere with your metabolism. And if you're under high stress, you're putting out more cortisol, which is a survival hormone, which really puts the brakes on your metabolism. So this can interfere with your satiety response or how satisfied you are, It can inter- which can drive cravings, right? It can interfere with the way that your thyroid functions and how your body actually burns calories. And it can also interfere with your wake and sleep patterns, which can drive low energy, which again, often we go for food to pick us up when we're low energy, or um, it can interfere with depth and quality of sleep. And when you're sleeping is actually when you are the most metabolically active. So getting deep qualitative sleep is like the best diet prescription when you're talking about healthy body composition. Totally. And we'll unpack sleep needs and give some ideas for those of you who are having trouble sleeping or trouble winding down in a little bit. Um, But Allie, since you wrote the anti-anxiety diet and the anti-anxiety diet cookbook, what would you say are a couple of practices from your books um, that are maybe a good first step in this like teenage and, and college years, or maybe practices that you wish you had to deal with anxiety and stress back in the day? Totally. So my favorite would be mantra and self-talk. So self-talk 
is important when we understand the idea of the nocebo effect. And nocebo, so if you've heard of a placebo, right? A placebo is something that is neutral. And um, we use this in research to, as a control when we're testing an intervention, okay? So placebo would be just like a, a, a tablet with just like sugar or you know something very low influential compared to an active drug or medication. And there's a placebo effect where sometimes when people believe something has a influence on their health, they'll actually experience positive health influence. Now the nocebo effect, nocebo translates to harm. And the nocebo effect is when you believe something is harmful, that it can actually manifest negative influence in how the body functions. So there was a study where they did an IV drip and told the individuals in the study that it was chemotherapy, a new chemo drug, and it was just saline. So it really wouldn't have had any influence of harm on the body. And, uh, the individuals, over 60% of them had GI duress, like retching and vomiting and thought that they were really ill. But over 30% of the individuals had hair loss. And I think that that's so remarkable. Just the belief that they were taking a drug or getting a drug in their body that would cause maybe wasting and hair loss allowed their body to have that manifestation. So now when you think about all of your self-talk and the thoughts that you allow in your brain, and maybe some of these are, are things that have been told to you from your youth, and you've recorded them and you replay them, you know, maybe as a subconscious level, uh, I'm not good enough, I'm never gonna make it, what the heck am I doing, I'm such a loser, or these are your own thoughts, all of these negative thoughts just further push you into believing that that's where you will be and, and who you will become. So the first step to self-talk is to identify the negative thought patterns and try to neutralize those. So you might be you know, starting your first year in college and you're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I don't wanna waste my parents' money or whatnot. And you can just shift that from, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't want to waste or all these kind of negative terms and say, I'm on a journey. I believe that I will become what I need to be, or I am in a process and I'm learning more every day. You can just take a very neutral approach. The next level of mantra would be actually choosing language in which you want to manifest. And so this would be even more powerful. And you know, this could be something like, um, I choose to release stress and I choose to manifest calm, grounded energy. And so when you feel your heart rate going up and you feel a stress response, you say, you, you kind of repeat that phrase over and over again. I choose to release stress and I'm harnessing calm, grounded energy. Um, and, and this can be applied in anything. You can even use breath, like I inhale peace and I release anxiety or I inhale opportunity and I release fear of the unknown. Um, and so you can find these juxtapositions or oppositional phrases of things that you wanna take in and things that you want to release. But the more that you can harness this wild stallion of the brain earlier on, the better you will do in your dating life, in your job interview life, in your career path, because you will not harm yourself, your growth potential, your career potential, your life potential by your negativity. Sure, and even, you know, 
writing those reminders to yourself out can be, I think, a really powerful tool. So whether it's like on your planner or notebook that you have on a daily basis or doing like a little sticky note in your car or, you know, setting a reminder on your phone that pops up once a day. Yes, it's a notification. You're getting a little ding from it, but I think that can be a really powerful shift or doing it like as the background on your phone, um, just writing and then taking a picture of your mantra. Yeah. And these can be seen as affirmations as well. There's so many different, um, we can, uh, share Danielle Laporte as Mm -hmm. a good, I like her deck of cards and she has kind of funny, uh, witty ones that would be more appropriate for this older audience, I think. Um, but, but I think that that's a really powerful place. And then the next thing I would say is breath work. And we have an entire episode, a couple back all about breath and, you know, a little bit nerdy on how the respiratory tract works. But I would say that breath is one of the most immediate ways to harness your stress response. And I use the four, seven, eight breath as a way to really harness a panic attack or a significant stress response or aid with sleep if you're dealing with insomnia. And this is sealing your lips and breathing in for four, holding for seven, and then exhaling with like a whooshing with your mouth open for eight. And so you're exhaling two to one ratio, exhaling double to your inhale to release. And I want to just comment on masks for those of you that are mandated masks at your jobs or at, you know, back to, to school guidelines that I want you to be really mindful. The four, seven, eight breath would not be really appropriate in a mask mm-hmm. because you're going to be spitting out actually with that shushing. Um, you're going to be spitting out more respiratory and oral bacteria on the mask surface, but you could still employ that two to one ratio. I just would recommend that you seal your lips and you breathe only through your nose when you're wearing a mask. And that's really important because your nose has so much more filtration um, with the little cilia, your nose hairs, and the ability for your, your nose to make mucus and blow your nose, right? Whereas if you're mouth breathing with the mask, you're opening up that vessel of a large airway space without the filtration. And so that could actually pose more harm if you're mouth breathing in a mask than not wearing a mask. So sealing your lips would be really important and still thinking about that two to one exhale and maybe even just like holding your breath for a little bit. Cause sometimes in a mask, we take more shallow, shallow, rapid breaths, and then that can perpetuate the fight or flight stress response. Totally. Or if you can get to a space where you can take your mask off and do some cycles of breath, that would be probably the the optimal right. scenario. Right. Um, and I'm just thinking too, I know I was in college when I first started practicing yoga, and I think that's a really good tool of kind of connecting mind, body, and harnessing the breath that Allie's talking about. Um, and I think it's a totally appropriate counterbalance. Um, I know I taught yoga to when I was teaching preschoolers, um, even that age can do some really fun poses. So all throughout, you know, middle high school and definitely in college would be totally appropriate to, um, find a, a yoga class or even maybe some of the online ones right now is a really, really good practice for just getting out of your head for like a good 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And along that vein, um, if we're talking about movement, we talked about kind of more athletic sports performance last week, but, uh, walking would be really fantastic as well to keep that parasympathetic cadence. So if you are a high school kid that is doing virtual school, make sure that you are pausing your virtual classes and getting like a couple 30 minute, like ideally three 30 minute walking breaks would be fantastic. 
especially outside. So you can get that parasympathetic, which means that uh, regulatory instead of fight or flight reset for your brain and your body to find the rhythm of your cadence of your footsteps. Um, high intensity exercise is an option, but just be mindful of when you're under high stress, when you have deadlines, not pushing your body past its limits. Totally. All right. So beyond, um, some of the practices that we've just talked about in terms of, you know, shifting our screen exposure, being mindful of self talk, breath. Um, let's talk a little bit about food as medicine tools for supporting our body stress response and maybe call out some of your favorite stress balancing foods. Most definitely. So when we're looking for uh, food as medicine for our stress, the first area I would start with is probiotics. Again, I really call them nature's Prozac. And like I said, we've seen in research the benefits of the lactobacillus and bifido strains. So beyond taking that restore baseline probiotic, having a probiotic rich food as a goal daily would be fantastic. So this could include yogurt or sauerkraut, pickled vegetables, even raw aged cheeses. Um, kefir is another drinkable dairy beverage and you can find coconut kefir these days too. Um, and this is important because your gut manufactures like 80% of the serotonin for your brain and also a lot of your GABA, which is a mellowing out compound for your brain. So probiotic rich foods would be a huge recommendation. And then I would also suggest um, really ensuring that you're getting, again, ample protein because I mentioned that gives you those building blocks for your neurotransmitters. Um, one thing I would call out is playing with reduction of caffeine. Um, and so maybe pulling out the coffee, but doing more green tea or matcha, you're actually gonna get more L-theanine in there, which aids with concentration and focus, and it really balances out your neurotransmitters. So that's a really good regulator. In fact, if you're someone, I would say after probiotic pill, if you're someone that's dealing with mood disturbances or difficulty concentrating and focusing, I would then recommend the Calm and Clear in our line, which has 200 milligrams of L-theanine in there in three capsules. Um, so the Calm and Clear has a blend of nervine and adaptogenic herbs. So those help us to calm down and still stay focused and resilient to stress. It also has B vitamins, which aid as cofactors or activators for your neurotransmitters. And then it has that L-theanine. Um, I find it to be a fantastic mood stabilizer and really allows me to take on like superhuman stress response um, without getting that, that burnout. So that's a really powerful tool as well. Um, let's talk about some stress-busting snacks. So the big principles of snacks and meals would be getting enough protein, aiming for those leafy greens um, and B vitamin-rich foods, and then keeping carbs under control. What are some of your favorite combos, Becky? So thinking along the veins of probiotics, doing like a full-fat Greek yogurt that's made from organic dairy and pairing that with some blueberries, maybe a little drizzle of like raw unfiltered honey. So versus getting like the already sweetened mixed yogurt using the plain and just kind of mixing that. And, you know, if you have a small dorm fridge, that's definitely something that you could easily do. Yeah. And to keep it on the cheap, I would do, you know, the like pint size mm -hmm. and then you can just kind of scoop into a coffee mug. Yep. That works awesome. Today, honestly, I'm sipping on a survival smoothie yeah. where it's just uh, frozen organic blueberries, two handfuls of kale and full fat Greek yogurt. 
and that's it. Just and then water to get the blender yeah. going, and that's fine for my palate. And maybe you know you'd start with like Becky said, a little bit of honey, but that's a way to get the greens in. Then if you just blend that all up, and then you could throw that in like a swell stainless steel water bottle and sip on that in class. Um, you could also add a pack of collagen in there to boost it a little bit further. Uh, on the idea of the gut supporting foods, uh, this is where bone broth could be really awesome. If you have a dorm freezer, you could do like the keto cups of the bone mm-hmm. broth by Bonafide Provisions. So they have these drinkable where you can heat them up in a microwave um, and really fantastic flavor profiles with like turmeric and um, MCT oil to boost body fat burn and uh, a little bit of ghee in some of there and some lemon. Um, but these are really fantastic already kind of flavored bone broth. And then if you have a kitchen and you have access to that, you could use their frozen bone broth. There's also a company called Fond that we really like, and they have jarred bone broth that you can heat up. Um, or you can make it from scratch if you have your own kitchen, of course. Um, and another like simple tool that I like is trying to incorporate seaweed and um, turkey. So like an in-house roasted turkey or even an organic like Applegate distal uh, turkey with um, raw aged cheese cubes. That's a great combination. You can even throw in like some Marcona almonds there um, or using a sheet of nori and smashing some avocado on there or um, and, and putting the turkey on top of that and rolling it up for like simple sushi. Or if you wanted to make it more sushi-like, you could use lox. So you could use the cold smoked salmon with cream cheese on the seaweed roll up and roll that up. That's gonna give you a lot of that tyrosine for that dopamine. And that's gonna really help with that reward bliss factor. And this is especially important because again, the blue light burns out your dopamine. And also if you're in the college age group and you're drinking alcohol or doing anything else that would have addictive tendencies, the dopamine tends to really be an important player. So the seaweed snacks could be a really great tool. Okay, some awesome like quick grab ideas that don't require a lot of cooking. I think hard boiled eggs would be another like quick, easy go-to if you're okay with that flavor profile and just kind of dipping them in mustard or adding some fun, you know, everything bagel salt on the top. That's one of my favorite things to do um, with hard boiled eggs and you could make a bunch and kind of keep them for the week. Yeah. And you know, the breakfast choices we covered last week's episode. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling burned out, I already think we made a couple recommendations that would work. All of these yeah. would work for breakfast, yeah. the smoothie, <laughs> the Greek yogurt, the whatnot, but we gave you even more options there. So um, that'd be another great way to start. Okay. So what about for individuals who are needing a little extra support in this department or starting to think about like going on a medication? I know you mentioned the common clear um, as a great support, but let's talk just a little bit more um, in terms of supplement recommendations if we're dealing with extreme anxiety. Yeah, and let's actually take that in the guise of a mid-roll sponsor, naturally nourished supplements. <laughs> so let's first tell you, let's first tell our listeners and new listeners, um, you know, what naturally nourished supplement line is and why we are so passionate about our products, and then let's unpack them in in all of these different areas of focus. Totally. So naturally nourished supplements are the most potent, effective products on the market that Allie and I have done painstaking research into private labeling a line of supplements to get you, you know, best outcomes in terms of applying this food as medicine and functional medicine philosophy. And we have a line of what? 
30 plus, 35, 36, (laughs) and growing supplements um, that we've seen clinical outcomes, you know, across thousands and thousands of clients at this point. And I think a couple that I'd like to highlight for sure, the common clear you already discussed a little bit, um, but that's a fantastic tool for anyone from, you know, the middle school, even to Mm -hmm. high school. Age 10, I I have clients on that for sure. Um, so anyone dealing with, you know, issues of concentration and focus, or if there's been a consideration of medication in the ADHD department can be a really, really helpful tool. Um, and also can really help to decrease that excitatory kind of anxious response and just get you into a mellow, I can do this kind of mode. I think one of our favorite testimonials was from a dad who Uh said that his two daughters were on it and he's like, we survived their periods in our house. Yes, yes. (laughs) So irritability, short fuse, addictive tendencies, a lot of that can be regulated with that calm and clear. And just the idea of taking supplements, I think it's important to know as a listener that your body, all of its biochemical reactions, all of its anatomy and physiology requires nutrients to function. So when your body is burning through nutrients based on growth and development, or based on maybe holes in your diet, if you're still working to apply some of these clean eating ideas, or based on your sports exercise burnout or your stress response burnout, your body is experiencing depleted nutrient status. And this is often where many symptoms start to get expressed. So it makes sense to start with something that your body requires to optimize its function versus immediately seeking a medication which just band-aids the symptoms or you know really downstream blocks a pathway. We're really looking at this food as medicine with targeted nutrients to give your body what it needs. So I most definitely would recommend everyone listening to be on a multivitamin, which I mentioned, which is the multi-defense or the multi-defense with iron for women that are menstruating. And then the Calm and Clear is a great support. Another one that I would call out would be the Relax and Regulate. And this would be really appropriate for those that are dealing with also the acne, um, as well as the girls listening that are dealing with painful periods or the athletes that are dealing with muscle cramps, um, because this has two nutrients in it, magnesium glycinate and myo-inositol. And myo-inositol has fantastic support for sex hormone balance, which is why it would help with that skin health as well. The myo-inositol also is an anxiolytic or an anxiety reducer, and it really aids also with neurotransmitter function. Um, So it aids with the signaling of your brain chemistry. And then that magnesium bisglycinate, I mean, magnesium is the ultimate chill pill. So when we're dealing with stress response, we get tension in our shoulders, our neck, our jaw, That's where I was also saying the muscle cramps and tremors, the magnesium glycinate in the relax and regulate gets into all that space. And it even blocks cortisol stress response hormone in the body. So that would be another really powerful tool. Totally. I wish I knew about that in college as well as Gabacom, I think would have been like the other other turnkey. Um, So Gabacom is a formula that is natural bioidentical GABA, which is actually a neurotransmitter that your body makes and helps you to you know cope with high stress and kind of wind down come down from that get into more clear concentration focus Um, but a lot of times you know if we have to give a presentation or we're you know anxious about flying or probably not traveling a whole lot right now um, but anxious about 
pretty much anything. I wish I had this for like presentations first in high dates? school and college. Oh yeah, first dates. That's also a very <laughs> like, like yeah, uh, shaking. Yep. yep. If your voice is trembling and you've got like that tremor in your hand that you're trying to control, uh, this is a really fast acting supplement. You feel the impact in about ten to fifteen minutes, taking one to two, and they're chews, so they taste good and they can be used pretty instantaneously in the moment. It's also a great tool if you're having trouble winding down at night or you know, you've been writing a paper, kind of cramming and have all kinds of ideas going through your head. You could use it right before bed or even if there is you know, nighttime waking at like 3 a.m. where you're ruminating about what's to come the next day. Yes, and then in the world of immune support, I would recommend the BioC Plus as a good kind of baseline defense on top of the probiotic and multi-defense. BioC Plus for those of you that are going back into you know public environments with jobs or school or what have you, we do see that you know vitamin C status is really essential with the severity of symptoms with this respiratory virus. So that would be a great one to take like one twice daily. And then the cellular antiox and the vitamin D balanced blend would also be powerful players. I would say definitely at this age, you should get your vitamin D level tested. Um, you know, if you do like a back to school physical, I would definitely advocate to get your vitamin D level tested. And if it's below 50, most definitely supplementing with the vitamin D balance blend that has that K1, K2, that's the best delivery for your vitamin D. And then the cellular antiox is a form of NAC and uh, glutathione, which are higher antioxidants in the spectrum that are supported for respiratory function. And specifically, we've been seeing glutathione levels as a powerful influence on symptom severity as well in this respiratory virus. And this formula can really help with energy. Um, the cellular antiox is a really powerful supporter for oxidative stress response. So if you're exposing yourself to things like alcohol or toxins with like cosmetics or hair dye, cellular antiox would be a really great way to compensate for that and also provide you really clean energy, um, a good cognitive support because we know when there's oxidative stress in the brain, the brain's not online or you know thinking as clearly. So those are all some really good baseline. And any last ones, Becky, that you're thinking of? How about like um, in the world of fatigue and Maybe we talk a little bit about what adrenal fatigue is. Totally. Um, so especially for those who are, you know, burning the candle at both ends, I feel like that's every high school and college student just yeah. about um, where, you know, we've got deadlines to keep up with, plus a social life, plus we're playing sports and doing all of the things. Our little adrenal glands that sit above our kidneys and pump out our main stress responding hormone of cortisol can actually become quite fatigued or burned out. And I think for a lot of people, you know, thinking back when we do, you know, a functional medicine assessment of a client, a lot of people are like, oh, it totally, my fatigue totally started in college where I yeah. started to just burn myself out and not replete and replenish and look at the importance of sleep. Or maybe we used, you know, stimulants like Adderall or excessive caffeine. And that can really beat up on these little tiny glands over time. So, you know, using foundational formulas that are going to support your body naturally in making cortisol. So we have our adrenal support supplement that 
you know, again, things I wish I knew, um, <laughs> as well as our adaptogen boost that can really function as kind of a, a one-two punch for providing really balanced energy, helping with concentration and focus and aiding in that just flatline fatigue. I mean, I remember more times than not, like needing to take a nap over my lunch break in college. So something to kind of get you through and prevent that excessive burnout. Most definitely. And unfortunately, the things that people go for more, like the caffeine or other stimulants like Adderall, which is a stimulant, um, the concern is that those can drive increased blood pressure or rapid heart rate, like tachycardia. They can drive headaches and, you know, then we can get the dehydration, which works against us and drives more fatigue. We can see nausea or lack of appetite. We can even see muscle wasting and that continues to perpetuate this burnout. So then we're literally running on adrenaline and continuing to hit those glands. So again, it's always best to kind of start upstream or from the root cause. Um, I wanna give a little bit more information on adaptogens because I think these are really cool. I mean, if you're into like health and wellness, I'm sure you've heard about various like blends like the Four Sigmatics or you know various like teas and um, maybe uh, chocolates and different kind of products out there now that use adaptogens. Well, just like we said with our supplement line, they need to be potent to actually do something for you. So there's one thing for it to be like a sexy, cool topic at a skincare store and another, you know, influence of it actually having a level that will impact us. But the adaptogen boost is really clean, sustained energy that keeps the body feeling safe. And it has three adaptogens in it. It has cordyceps, which actually has been shown in research to be a strong antidepressant and also very supportive in the world of ADHD and autism. It has rhodiola, which supports balance of your dopamine and norepinephrine. So again, really important for those that are exposed to the, the blue light and the screen time. Um, and then we also have seen that the rhodiola can enhance mental performance, testing scores, as well as uh, concentration and attention and accuracy and memory. So a lot of cool stuff coming from that rhodiola. And then Panax Ginseng, which provides really clean, uh, long-burning energy. So you do get a nice pick-me-up. Um, in fact, honestly, this could be something for college parties, um, taking Adaptogen Boost later in the evening. Again, not like as a daily, but if you're feeling like you want to have a social life and you're typically going to bed at 10 and you want to stay up until midnight or one, um, I know that when I get a babysitter, I take adaptogen boost <laughs> at like 9 PM and that's my like really clean burning fuel. I still get to fall asleep. No issue, but I'm not like putting my head on the table and crashing. Totally. And way safer than some of the other ways that we might be <laughs> yes. staying up all night to party. <laughs> yes. So let's talk on the aspect of party. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about navigating alcohol. So, you know, we know that at some point alcohol is going to make an entrance in the, you know, college years or maybe even the teenage years. Um, let's talk about the concerns and the addictive tendencies and the impact on depletion. Um, and then we'll talk about good, better, best options and, and how you can at least support your body. So it's not as much of an insult to your system. Totally. Again, we're not your parents so <laughs> we can have like real talk here um certainly there is the addictive potential of alcohol and i think that's something to be really mindful especially of you know tendency toward family history and and kind of looking at the why of why we're using alcohol whether we're using it to you know 
cope with stress or depression or loneliness, or we're using it more as, you know, an occasional vehicle for um, socializing and, and in that realm. So really looking at it of the why we're using it in the first place. And I think it totally is just a reality in these years that it, it typically does come in. Um, and we want to be mindful too of, you know, the amount of alcohol that we're consuming and, and the fact that it can drive pretty severe nutrient deficiencies. Um, B vitamins especially are a really big one that we see. So if we are using alcohol, I actually think bringing in like a B complex the next day to kind of mitigate that impact is really important. Um, and looking at it from a perspective of an impact on our neurotransmitters. So that dopamine that we've hit on and talked about you know, a few times here is definitely impacted by alcohol use. And we can see pretty severe depletion of dopamine with excessive alcohol. Most definitely. And uh, in that vein, as far as choices, well, actually first, I, I would give my uh, advice as a practitioner and mother, yes, but not your mother, <laughs> uh, is that I would definitely recommend exploring, if you're going to choose to drink alcohol, exploring with uh, same sex individuals in a safe place first and foremost, yeah. because one of the biggest concerns that I have is, um, you know, uh, rape, honestly, or, or sexual, um, people taking sexual advantage of individuals during a blackout. Mm -hmm. And I think it takes a little bit of finesse to figure out your threshold. And I know all too quickly, the teens that are drinking direct out of the bottles and, you know, making poor choices where they don't feel anything and then they're boom on the yep. curb. Yep. I mean, I remember my college seeing so many girls just like schlupped up against a wall um, in, the, in, in the middle of like a bar walk, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's just really scary as a parent and a mother to, to be like, okay, let's make sure you know what your threshold is. You have some system of like, I can have X amount of this type of alcohol or X amount of that and some techniques to get through the night without blacking out is really important, obviously. And that's not the goal of drinking and that's really becoming alcohol abuse. Um, so we would wanna make sure that you've explored a little bit in a safe space. I think that that's an important thing to note. And um, ways that you can also reduce your overall intake rotating with sparkling water. Um, you know, the best alcohol choice is going to be like a quality organic wine, which I'm sure a lot of you aren't really doing in the college <laughs> setting. Like, Whoa, with my glass here, you know, it's more of like a solo cup kind of vibe. Um, so, you know, that's probably not gonna be the first go-to. The next option that's gonna be a good one is going to be sparkling water with a clear spirit. Um, so this could be like a, a clear vodka or tequila. Um, clear generally is going to just be a little bit more well tolerated, a little bit less hangover induced. Um, it has less additives in there and really just less viscosity. Um, so doing like sparkling water with a lime and um, vodka or tequila. And the nice thing is you can underserve yourself or if you're ordering at a bar, you can ask for half strength um, or you can rotate and be doing some without any alcohol and people won't even no know, needs to know the difference, <laughs> right? So that's a great way to really you know, support your body and, and also stay free of all of those sugary mixes with all of the additives that only further insult your body, like high fructose corn syrup and artificial colorants 
and flavorants and, and so much more. So just doing kind of the clean spirits is, is one approach. And, um, you know, now they have a lot of like canned options that are mm-hmm. lower percent alcohol, more comparable to like a beer with like the, you know, whether it's White Claw or ranch water cans and such. Um, and so those could be better options as well. And then again, you could rotate that with LaCroix or a different form of like a Topo Chico or a sparkling water. But be mindful on the hazards of, yes, both nutrient depletion. When you burn through those B vitamins, that's a big impact of the depressive effects mm-hmm. the day after. Um, dehydration is huge. And this is where we can see, um, you know, really severe headaches um, and quote unquote hangover side effects. So hydrating your body in between is a really good technique for that reason as well. Um, alcohol sterilizes the microbiome. So, you know, you might be more prone towards, and it stresses the liver. So you might be more prone towards acne or some of those things we talked about earlier. And then also digestive stress, like, you know, looser stools or um, constipation or bowel movements in the middle of the night because the liver is just trying to clear that toxic burden from the body. And, you know, alcohol is not serving you as a nutrient, but it does drive calorie intake up. And this is a huge contributing factor where a lot of people gain that 10, 15 pounds in their first year at college. Um, You know, the liver is going to prioritize detoxing first and foremost, and then that inhibits your body's ability to burn fat. It's going to throw off your blood sugar regulation, which can drive blood sugar crashes. And um, also, we lower our inhibitions, which can drive that midnight plus pizza eating Mm -hmm. and all of the things. Oh my gosh. I noticed you didn't mention on beer much, and I think that's a big reality of, of college as well, although... I went to a women's college and we actually did like drink wine and eat cheese in our dorm room. Well, but that is the exception, not the rule. There was um, none of that at the University yeah. of Iowa, Big yeah, Ten tell me, School. Tell what me I what really happens in college. Yeah, there were no wine yeah. and cheese parties no. until I had book clubs in my, right. you know, like late, tw- right. mid-20s, I guess. But I guess I that's a good point too is, is, you know, eating with your alcohol. We always advocate for, you know, if ourselves were having a glass of wine, we're likely having it with some cheese or with a meal or with another snack um, to kind of mitigate and slow down that absorption so that you're not, you know, getting out of control too fast or, or chugging it. Yeah, and the beer element is a lot of the beer is coming from GMO mm-hmm. grains. Um, and then it's also going to be actively yeasted. That's what makes it that malty, yeasty flavor. And so that can drive dysbiosis, belly bloating, and also interfere in a different way with the microbiome. Um, and it tends to be higher calorie uh, density as well. So things to, to watch out in that space. Um, and then I would just say the other idea would be instead of using sparkling water is you could use kombucha as a mixer and then you have that same, um, you know, option of then not spiking it. So you could do it virgin versus, you know, with alcohol and no one would know if that's your drink of choice. And that's a really great way to support your, uh, pro bacteria status in your body. Yes. And we do have a whole episode on strategy for safe. Um, alcohol consumption and mitigating the after effects and dealing with hangovers. It's episode 97. So I think that'd be a really good resource as well. If we, you know, accidentally or on purpose have a little bit too much. Yes. And the last two resources I'll say in the lines of alcohol drinking is the same packs I mentioned for skincare, the uh, reset, restore, new detox packs. That's definitely something I would take like before, 
a homecoming football game or you know mm-hmm. something where you know it might be a big not a big night and that could be taken before you start drinking or at bed after a night of drinking and even the following morning and then the other thing you might consider is uh, CBD as we talked about in the opening of today's episode um, like adding CBD to a smoothie the next day uh, it can also as well as the GABA calm chews you can kind of take that like shaky edgy anxiety that we can get in that ruminating space of the, the after day. And I think those would actually be great tools, even going into a social situation where you're like, oh, I don't feel like I can get through this without a drink. Or totally. I know everyone's going to be, you know, blackout drunk and I don't want to be, but you still want something to kind of take that edge off and you're choosing, you know, not to drink or to control it. I think those could be really helpful tools there as well. Most definitely. All right. Uh, and let's real brief talk on hormones, but we yes. do have some awesome podcast support there, which because we're naming, so it was episode 97 was on um, the managing a hangover and healthy yeah. drinking habits or something like that. I didn't want to call it that in case people aren't listening with their parents, but that's what it's called. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, when we're talking about hormones, I want to just talk a little bit now just to the ladies. Uh, let's talk about our menstrual cycle and cramps, mood swings, and, you know, just some helpful tips to support regulation in this phase. Totally. I think back in the day, the solution was like pop a mitol or, you know, Tylenol, Advil, whatever, and curl up with a heating pad or you get put on birth control um, for painful periods and, and cramps. So let's just talk a little bit about maybe first what to do um, for painful cramping and what's causing that in the first place. Yeah. And I was the trifecta. I was, uh, 15 and put on birth control from really, really intense, like debilitating cramps. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was also put on, uh, a prescription NSAID, so it's like an over-the-counter Aleve Advil, but at a higher dosage. And I was also often having those Thermapack yeah. heat packs. Yeah, yeah. So I did all three, and I still was in more pain than now, being off birth control and managing everything with food as medicine. And I think one of the biggest crux uh, cruxes in my hormone imbalance was I have endometriosis, and that can often get thrown off when your gut bacteria is off. And even more so if you're eating a high sugar diet. And my diet was definitely high sugar. And I think that that really contributed to cramping. So the first thing I would say is reduce the sugar intake in your diet. And again, go back and support your liver. That's going to help with the cramping and and the hormone imbalance. And then you could even layer on like magnesium rich foods. So this includes leafy greens, but also our friend dark chocolate. So always a good excuse for a prescription for chocolate. (laughs) So a nice dark bar of chocolate that's lower sugar. If it's higher percent cacao, like 70% or higher, then it's going to be lower sugar because that's actually looking at the percent concentration of cacao and less added sugar. And so the higher percent cacao or using raw cacao powder, um, I have an awesome recipe for, uh, they're called Coco Chia Bliss Balls. And um, they're like these energy balls, which are fantastic, that have almonds in them and a little bit of dates, which help with hormone balance as well. And this could be a really fantastic tool to make like towards the end of your cycle before you start your period uh, when the cramping really starts more. And then on a supplement level, um, the relax and regulate that we mentioned earlier, as well as using super turmeric uh, as an alternate to the Aleve or the Advil or the Midol, Um, That's going to give you anti-inflammatory support without 
hurting your gut health and um, can be really helpful. You can bring that upwards of four capsules a day on days of cramps, and you might take it preloading before the cramps start. Um, and then if you know that you have endometriosis or a form of hormone imbalance, even like PCOS, um, beyond the relax and regulate, adding in the inflammazyme is another way to help to support healthy uterine tissue. Um, and that'll even help with the you know shedding of the lining, which is what happens during your active menstruation. Totally, I think those are really good tools. Um, what about for PMS, any like go-tos there? Yeah, so I would definitely look at limiting caffeine intake. Um, this can drive irregular mood. It can also drive breast tenderness so as we're getting towards the end of our cycle. Um, lemon balm is really fantastic. So you could do lemon balm tea. This is also in our herbal immune. So for the individuals that are like dealing with really significant mood and fluid retention, um, there's so many, again, over-the-counter options that just are not ample dosage they'll have like a proprietary blend of some herbs or something like that but our herbal immune product would be really fantastic for girls that are dealing with really severe cramping and that fluid retention and mood stuff because it has that lemon balm in there as well as sage and um, oregano and thyme oil and um, those have a really beneficial influence on supporting the estrobilome which is the microbiome relationship with estrogen metabolism and also specifically to the pms type symptoms totally and then gabacom would be a great tool if you know we feel like we're gonna like wring someone's neck and and the calm and clear, like and I calm said, and clear. that was yep. the dad's testimonial. Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> and even CBD, both for the um, cramping and pain element, but also the mood support element, I think could be a really great tool. Yes. And sooner than later, I would really encourage considering the influence of birth control as you know mm -hmm. not being net neutral. I think a lot of us are prescribed birth control by our uh, OBGYN or our um, general practitioner or even pediatrician mm -hmm. and it's just written like a normalcy and um, there are a lot of side effects of birth control and a lot of individuals need to spend three to five years post birth control syndrome of getting their hormones back on track because when the body gets that synthetic hormone that can interfere with how the body itself produces hormone um, as, as well as we can see nutrient deficiencies with birth control um, so this is something to consider as far as i would not call it net neutral or a harmless medication i would say that there are some you know definite harmful side effects that are different based on the individual of course and based on the form of birth control that you need to really weigh out read the back of your label of the yes. medication and read the side effects like blood clotting increase risk and things like that and um, really if you're dealing with cramps or pms try to work with some of these natural compounds that support your body addressing the underlying issues again versus just putting up that blockade so for safe sex it would be superior to use you know condoms which then also protect against stds mm -hmm. uh, which you should be using anyway even with birth control right. Um, but then you're going to be getting that uh, to serve for pregnancy prevention as well as prevention of sexually transmitted diseases. And in episodes 106 and 107 of the Naturally Nourished podcast, we talk about um, natural family planning, watching your rhythm, 
alternatives, and even a deeper dive of hormone balance and um, natural approaches. Yep, and how you can reset if you have had to temporarily go on birth control, but definitely something to really weigh out because I think we see all the time, you know, people going on birth control at age 13, 14, 15, and, you know, staying on it like through when they try to have a baby in their 30s and, and they're doing a lot of undoing at that point. I mean, both Becky and I can testament yep. to our own journeys of infertility and hormone imbalance. And, you know, that was both. Of, I don't think that that was even discussed as an option. It was just kind of, uh -huh. this is what you're going to do to regulate things. We're just going to silence your body from making hormones and put you on this synthetic. And I, I wish that that was a opportunity that I had to, to weigh out because it can take years, like I said, to reset. Totally. But yeah, go listen to 106 or one, and or 107, um, probably with your parents, you know, so yes. you can have that conversation about what's best for your don't body. Don't just stop taking your birth no, control no, without a plan. No, please don't do that. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So we hope today's episode gave you some empowerment on how you can be more resilient to your day-to-day -day stressors how you can feel normalized if you are feeling stressed or anxious at this time because like we said this environment is really trying on the body and the mind and the spirit so we hope you can employ use of these mantras and breath work as well as play with some of these functional medicine tools to get your body into an optimal space if you enjoyed today's episode you can literally go on google and type in naturally nourished podcast fill in the blank topic and there's probably something out there because we have over 200 episodes and also if you want some light inspiration and support you can go on over to instagram or facebook and make sure you follow at ally miller rd and be sure to check out the youtube channel naturally nourished thank you so much for listening and we wish you all the greatest success in this return to this academic school year thank you for listening to the naturally nourished podcast Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.